cliffcentral.com. First, let us re- return to uh, Cape Town where Sean Sanders is uh, resplendent in his uh, offices at Revix. And he's going to tell us this morning about what the hell is going on in the crypto market. I see it's back up to 36800 It's really bouncing around a lot in the 30000 of dollars. Um, Sean, what's going on? Who is manipulating this? Are we finding a new point of stability? Was that $60,000 that we hit a couple of weeks ago, was that just a fluke? Or do you think it's going to go back? Help us because people are terrified. And there are people who are getting very panicky. We don't want that to happen. But, you know, like any other investment, you, you want people to be sensible about this. But can you give us some advice as to how to understand what's happening? Yeah, good morning, guys. Hey, man. So I don't think crypto is going to become stable anytime soon, right? I mean, this is a very emotional asset class. People tend to sort of, you know, move with their feelings, right? They'll buy, they'll sell based on the way that they feel. And it's exactly what we spoke about last week, right? I mean, we mm-hmm. saw, uh, you know, a few big ups and downs over this last week. Yesterday, uh, Bitcoin was up about 13%. And, um, you know, this prior week, it's still down about 4%. And you see when the market starts dropping, people get scared and they immediately sell. And it's just, and I said, spoke about this on your podcast last week. Mm. When that happens, you see a whole bunch of retail investors. So everyday people like you and I sell out to the markets going down. And then when it bounces back up, like what it's doing now, uh, they jump back in. So you, you've got like the worst of both worlds. So that's definitely something you know you need to be aware of. Keeping your motions in check is really important. But there's been a lot that's happened in the last week, some good and not so and then some that's not so good. So the first bit of big news was the the fact that Donald Trump 2 days ago came out and called Bitcoin a scam against the dollar. Um and I mean that's a bit of a sensationalist headline because he actually came out to say I don't like it because there's another cryptocurrency competing against the dollar. Um and he doesn't like that. So that was news I don't really know if that had any big impact on the crypto price, but that was some really interesting news that came out. Um, then you had that colonial pipeline hack that took place or hack, mm. you know, data breach that took place at the end of last week. And you had the FBI and federal authorities in the US able to actually track down these hackers. And I think the hacker group was called Darkside. Um, yep. they, purported, they were supposedly uh, Russian hackers, but they were actually able to recover, if I'm not mistaken, about 75%, which is about $5 million dollars of hmm. the ransom that was paid in Bitcoin. And this is something that I think a lot of people don't quite understand. They think Bitcoin is anonymous and it's online and it's just, you know, once you've made a payment, it's gone forever. But no, you can actually track because it uses a blockchain. Yes. You can actually track every single transaction that's ever occurred. Yeah. So this could actually be in a very strange sense, a way that law enforcement actually then maybe starts turning its viewpoint on crypto and becoming a lot more accepting of it. So. Yeah, I guess that's actually a positive development, in my opinion. There's a lot of debate in the crypto community about that. And then probably the biggest news by far of this last week is that El Salvador has become the first country in the world to officially classify Bitcoin as legal tender. Now, I cannot understate Hmm. just how important this is. Why? Because that means shops actually have to accept Bitcoin along uh, the, the local currency that they have and the U.S. dollar. That is a huge development. I mean, Gareth, two years ago, I was on your show and I was saying that there will be a sovereign nation, some country that's paying yeah. with hyperinflation or something like that, that's going to accept a cryptocurrency as one of their currencies. And now this has happened. So this is really, really big news. So there's been a lot of developments huge. in the crypto space and this has driven the market quite a bit higher now. I mean, the market's up about 15% since this time yesterday. 
Well, uh, Monica says exactly that. She says, what do you think about it? Now, El Salvador is not the biggest or most exciting place in the world, but it is a start. And if a country like that does something which I think would have been considered revolutionary just a couple of weeks ago, that is the beginning of something very exciting. You know, there's, there's so much conversation going on around this G7 meeting, which is about to take place, because what Joe Biden's trying to do there is he's trying to establish a base level tax, because what happens is, if he pushes up corporate taxes in America, all they're going to do is send their businesses overseas and register in, in other locations where they pay less tax. So what he's actually trying to do is bully the rest of the world into putting the baseline tax at 15%, which, of course, will just chase American businesses out. And the cleverest countries are going to be countries like El Salvador that say, well, come to us. We won't charge you any corporate tax. They will benefit. In all. all they have to do is sit back and wait for the money to roll in, which is precisely what's going to happen for those countries that, like El Salvador, are smart enough to hop on the cryptocurrency bandwagon now and to start giving it some cred. They will probably be able to reap the benefits of being early adopters in this place, in this space. And I think that that's probably one of the reasons we should be excited as well. All of this global control by governments is going to result in squeezing and squeezing and squeezing until something pops out. I couldn't agree more. I mean, this is a big development, again, with a small nation. Hmm. Start looking at Zimbabwe, look at Argentina, potentially yeah. look at South Africa, right? right? At some point in time when your currency is depreciated that much and you've had to adopt the dollar, yeah. like it's not that big of a deal to then go and accept a digital currency, right? At the end of the day, any country that's got more remittances are coming in than going out, mm-hmm. um, by that nature, sort of you want to enable your, your, your people to be able to accept money internationally, and that's where Bitcoin comes in. Um, but I agree. I think the regulatory arbitrage, which is what you're talking about there with, you know, taxes and, you know, regulations in different jurisdictions right. being different. I think that's going to become a much bigger factor over the next few years. I mean, it's sure, you know, Biden can go around and say, listen, we need to have a minimum global tax of 15 percent. But what do you do about, let's say, the UAE, right, where you've got no corporate taxes? Correct. Um, or you look at, you know, some other Gulf nations. Well, like also, how on earth are they going to just introduce taxes, right? They, they don't have to comply with some big. Inter- Otherwise, what is sovereignty? I mean, like you, you may as well just make yourself a vassal state of the United States. And, and the stupid thing about this is that even within the United States, you can't apply a single tax because. Florida doesn't necessarily want to do what Massachusetts wants to do. So it's a completely yeah, stupid. This is, this this is, is why a, you've seen this huge move to Houston, right? Or, or to yeah. Texas. Right? This, is an from, antiqua- from this is an antiquated idea. This is like, oh, well, government is so powerful that we can just make everybody bend to our will. Unfortunately, money doesn't flow uphill. And people in politics have never understood this because they've never actually made money. Very few people in politics have ever had a business. They've never had to understand this stuff. Let me tell you one other thing, that if anybody doubts that the RAND is going to end up being a lot less valuable over time than Bitcoin, if not already, then let me just sketch the scenario of ESCOM for you, because the same people in charge of the RAND, essentially, and the, and the ups and downs of what happens in our own market through regulation and influence and the control of infrastructure and everything else, those are the same people in charge of ESCOM. So if you really think that the RAND is going to benefit from their stewardship, I have bad news for you. In the long run, it is better to have some decentralized situation where people all over the world know exactly what they're dealing with. And there is a blockchain and there is accountability and it can be traced and it can't be lied about. That to me sounds like a much better system. 
Yeah, look, I think this is the biggest opportunity for South Africans in particular. You've got the RAND, I don't know what it is today, but it's super strong against the dollar, super mm, strong against you know, a lot good. of other international currencies because we're entering this commodity super cycle. Yeah. Like this is the time, in my opinion, again, just sorry, my opinion, not financial advice, to get your money out of South Africa or to get your money out of RANDs. Move it into some harder currency, but yeah, what is a currency move at the end of the day? If you're holding, you know, money essentially, and you've got a whole bunch more money being printed. In fact, if I'm not mistaken, you've had half a trillion dollars printed this year alone. Yeah, so I mean, the inflation on money itself is insane. So looking at decentralized currencies like Bitcoin, I mean, I think it's a huge opportunity. And again, the market's down a good 40% odd from its all-time high. Is this a time to get in? Yeah, of course. I, I think it's a no-brainer at this point. Well, it's 13 rand 73 to the dollar. So that's a pretty good number to start doing some trades on. Anyway, thank you very much, Sean. Um, and uh, lots of comments and compliments for you, except from Andre, who's obviously terribly jealous. He says you look washed out, but Monica says you're looking perfect at always. Get some glasses, Andre. Um, so, again, not a, not a week goes by that we don't talk about the ups and downs of crypto because there's always exciting stuff happening. But, uh, again, there's no week that is too superficial or not superficial enough for us to also refer to the way Sean looks. Thanks, everybody. Very good. All right, Sean, good to see you, bro. Cool, man. Thanks, Gareth. Yeah, have a great one. Bye. Sean Sanders, go to revix.com and sign up today. It's free and uh, you can make it really easy for yourself. They just have to get your details in terms of making sure that it's all fecid and it's all regular because this is not something, as we discussed last week with Sean, uh, that you can escape from a tax point of view. Everything that you do, government wants a piece of because they've got to pay for all their fuck-ups, right? So there it is. There's a little look at uh, what's going on in the world of cryptocurrency. In case you do want to know, the uh, Bitcoin price at the moment, $36,755 as of uh, 6.55 this morning, and Ethereum at $2,549. There we go. There's your update. That's what you need to know this morning.